Jamie and Travis, Jamie and Travis, Jamie and Travis present. Okay, we're here. Amazing. We didn't do levels. You can hear me probably very loudly. No, you're good. Okay. This is great. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, we're here today with Patrick McCormick. Or do you like to go by Pat? Pat, Patrick, either one's fine. Uh, of, what is the new... The new name is The Partner Group. The Partner Group. Yeah, we had this, you know, it used to be Properties 2000. Yeah. And it didn't really speak to who we were or what we did. Yeah. It sounded more like a property management company. Yes. So we decided to change that we needed to change the name. And so I came up with Properties 2100 Jump Street. <laughs> you know, kind of like bringing the millennials. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. It's just kind of like, you know, bring it down. First time homeowners. Street. Yeah, exactly. The kids. Come on, Jump Street, let's go. Yeah. I mean, it had everything. Yeah. But, you know, my partners, eh, not so much. They weren't really into it. Yeah. So they came up with the partner group. It was like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's good. also, it's good. yeah, I yeah. feel like uh, uh, if you're gonna buy a house, you don't need to buy it from like a snazzy. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, I don't want a joke name. Yeah, th <laughs> thank you. You know, so uh, whatever. I thought it was great. <laughs> you know, I disagree, okay. and you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. All right, fine. Okay. Uh, I mean, I enjoy. I've heard it. I've heard all your <laughs> naysayers. Um, okay, uh, but I got to know Pat. Uh, because Carly and I bought our houses from you. That's right. And you made the process uh, just, I mean, really kind of fun to the point where we talk about, like, when do we get to do that again? Yeah, exactly. Pat? Buy another house. When do we go get to eat cheeseburgers <laughs> in weird towns in Montana and <laughs> right, look yeah. at weird properties? <laughs> um, uh, but how long have you been doing this? Since uh, 2002. 2002. So, like, 17 years. And where did you, how did you land in Missoula? Oh, well, that was 1981, and I had um, basically graduated from high school, barely, and then went on a bicycle trip around the United States for about three and a half years. Three and a half years? Jesus. Yeah, something like that. On a bike? Yep. Holy shit. Yep. Well, I was just working and biking. Yeah. And uh, screwing around. And that was a, an adventure. Pat is looking into the distance, and this, <laughs> yeah. this smile just came across. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a, some yeah. reminiscence. It was a thousand yard stare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I got to Missoula, uh, and uh, yeah, I just fell in love with this town. Yeah. Basically, my, my girlfriend at the time was going to go to school here, and she did. And um, and then uh, I just fell in love with Missoula with. You know, all the people, all the places. And at that time, Missoula was a dying town. Yeah. You know, uh, there were boarded up buildings downtown. The mills were, you know, slowing down. And uh, there was a real sense of just like, you know, um, uh, things weren't going to go any better, get any better. Houses where people were trying to give me, someone tried to give me a house one time. Really? Yeah, they were like, hey, Pat, just take over the payments, 135 a month. And you can have the freaking house. 135 Yeah, months. and I was like, dude, I'm renting a house for 75 a month. <laughs> 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 and plus, I'm not staying in town that long. Yeah. You know. Were you still thinking you might get back on the bike at this point? No, the bike was over. I was thinking, um, you know, uh, probably go to Australia or Asia or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, but I didn't and uh, just kind of ended up just hanging out in Missoula. And then I went to college for nine years. Yeah. <laughs> I was like a four-year sophomore. Yeah. I was uh, seven years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then uh, I went to the grad program in poetry, creative writing. That's where I met my wife, Karen. Awesome. Yeah. And then... And some people who were in the English department will remember Karen. She, like, yeah. basically ran the show there Karen for Shaw. many years. Yeah. Yeah. And she's now at Submittable. At the yeah, tech place. The tech oh, place. Brown yeah. Hills place. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So she's enjoying that. And so I... Um, graduated from college and we got married and had a baby so we're like let's just stay in missoula yeah and uh so we did and so i got a job at the university at the ethics center and then uh i got a job running this nonprofit community first which was a drug and alcohol prevention for middle schoolers cool. and high schoolers and then i just decided that i just needed to do something different yeah and i didn't want to work for anybody anymore and I was getting a little too old to be a landscaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and someone asked me about, have you thought about real estate? And I really had not. And so I talked to a couple of realtors and it sounded pretty intriguing. And then I got into it in 2002 and just hit the ground running. And it was just, it really was just what I... Uh, I was made for you it. You are totally yeah. made for yeah, it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was a great fit. What do you like about it? Well, I like that um, it involves a lot of things I'm interested in, like math and psychology. And then also, you know, it's very personable. Yeah. So I get to work with people and I'm my own boss. Yeah. So if I put 100% effort into it, you know, I get 100% out of it. Yeah. Whereas everywhere else I worked, I was always working for someone else and... Yeah, it just wasn't the same feel. Yeah. And I love real estate. I mean, I just love the law, the contract, the negotiations. Yeah. You know, the uh, value uh, evaluations, trying to figure out what the real value is. There's a little bit of like a, a like a, I mean, a hunter, also like a gambling. Th yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, with I'm like a, the whole. Yeah, there's. Let's see there's, if we can get them to come yeah, down. I actually, uh, <laughs> I'm a little tired today because I was. Uh, playing poker all weekend. Oh, oh, literally, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> literally gambling. Okay, <laughs> I see. I see. Just keeping my skills honed. Uh, Carly, so when Carly and I first got together, uh, she was looking for a house and she was not having good luck. And I introduced you guys. Yeah, yeah. And the first time you went out. She came back and was, I was like, how was it? She was like, well, it was great. The first house we went into, Pat whispered to me, this is not your house. <laughs> <laughs> Which just instills so much confidence. Much trust. Instantly. Yes. You know? Yeah. So you've been, and I think I mentioned that I would sort of be interested in talking about this, uh, but I'm sure you're also sick of talking about it. Uh, but we, we on the podcast have talked a lot in the last year about Missoula feels like it's at uh, a crossroads of some kind mm. in terms of growth. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe crossroads is the wrong word, but it just feels like we've hit another node uh, mm -hmm. and things are changing. And I imagine this happens with every generation that lives here. Mm -hmm. They feel there's a moment where it feels oh, like, sure. whoa, we're becoming a city or right. a bigger town. Um, you've been involved in real estate during a really interesting span of time mm -hmm. in Missoula. 
Uh, can you talk a little bit about where we were and where we're at? And oh yeah, what you your general take on it? Well, I'll never forget being on an airplane going back to New York where I grew up, and um, I was sitting next to this lady, and she was all excited. She's like, "Oh wow, we just bought three houses in Missoula, like thirty six thousand, forty thousand, blah blah." What year is this? It was in eighty four or eighty five or eighty six, somewhere right yeah. around there. In the mid eighties, and I kind of looked at her. I was like, "What are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know Missoula's dying?" And she's like, "No, the numbers work really well." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Huh?" And I got back to Missoula, and in my mailbox was a rent increase from <laughs> 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 the landlord. And I'm like, "What?" And that was. Kind of like the first shot across the bow that things were changing. Yeah. And I was behind the times. I had no idea. And uh, since then, we've gone through a number of gyrations, but the overall scheme has been that Missoula has just been growing. And I think that we are heading into a new chapter. And I think the chapter is that we are actually going to grow some more. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, these little tech companies that are coming in and that are started here and stuff, uh, they're growing exponentially. Yeah, I mean, know? I think about that a lot with, I mean, what was it? Probably two years ago now. I don't know if you remember, there was an article in the Missoulian about how in the previous 36 months, Missoula had added like 18,000 apartment units or something. Oh, yeah. And that was before, I think it was before ATG. I, th- right. I think Submittable probably had 20 people mm-hmm. working there. Right. You know, this this sort of burgeoning tech thing hadn't even right. really started. Right. But we were already well into, you know, wow, there's a condos that are $500,000 in Missoula all yeah, of a sudden. exactly. And selling. And so it was like the, the growth seemed to happen before there was any sort of industry also. Right, yeah. It's hard to pinpoint what the economy really is. is. So it used to be, you know, wood products the uh, federal government, and then the uh, hospitals. Yeah. So when the stone container closed out in Frenchtown, uh, I was at a sem- uh, uh, what was it, seminary? No. I was, uh, seminar? Seminar. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never made it into seminary. <laughs> uh, I was at a seminar, and this guy was talking and saying that, you know, really the wood products industry is about 4% of the Missoula economy. And so when that mill closed, it really had, I mean, it affected a lot of people. Yeah. But in terms of the economy overall, it was a blip. Yeah. And really expected to see uh, a significant impact in the Missoula economy. But it really didn't have that. I mean, certainly the housing market didn't change. Yeah. And it was at a bad time for the housing market, but still... It just didn't have the impact that I thought it would. And so now um, the it's difficult to look at Missoula and say, well, what what are the percentages? You know, we still have some kind of wood products. We have agriculture. We have the federal government. We have the hospitals. We have the school, the University of Montana. None of that has really changed a whole lot, but house prices continue to go up. People continue to... Uh, buy them and they're not all like retirees coming in back in 2006 a bunch of people were selling their houses for outrageous prices in California 
and just coming up here and you know opening up a, a barber shop or whatever yeah. um but now it's more like professionals are coming in and actually you know couples and individuals and buying these houses and having careers here and i really think it's that whole tech you know sector that we're just I, I don't think the community has a really good feel on it or if they do they haven't been um uh, uh letting that out yeah you know, or well and some of those people it. probably work remotely too right i mean well i have a client coming in uh in june and she works for the defense department and she says i can live anywhere and she's like you know uh we came to missoula once we loved it and so we're gonna move here in june yeah you know and, and they have two kids and we're looking for a house and yeah so there are that there is that the other element of just like people that are just mobile yeah and all they need is high speed internet. It's oh. kind of it's weird. I feel it's like so awesome. yeah. it, you think it's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think a laptop job would be the greatest thing on earth. Except for I'd live in a van. Well, there you go. And, yeah. And and like the idea of being able to live anywhere. I know some people would want to live the same place. But yeah. Living somewhere different every six months would be mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, I don't know. I just I know, lived I know. in a van for a month and uh, yeah, it's all about that's what it takes. Yeah, exactly. That's all. It's a certain Bicing, person. Vicing around the country sucks as well. <laughs> uh, it is. I mean, it's sort of. I assume. You know. I know. I know you're not going to say. Well, okay. If I were to say, do you think buying a home in Missoula right now is a good investment? Yes. Think about Missoula. This is. This is why I think it's a good investment because number one, when we had that bubble burst back in two thousand eight nine, which was a significant hit in the real estate, Missoula suffered like fifteen to twenty percent depreciation. In some areas like the Rattlesnake, five to ten. And so it only was is just a matter of like three years before the market started up again. Whereas places like Kalispell and Bozeman, where they built a lot of homes, yeah. and certainly Arizona and, and those places, where they oversupply, they were like 40 to 60% depreciation. So Missoula just continues to not build. And, you know, they just build, like these contractors just build, you know, 10 to 20 houses a year. And that is, is great. All the land is tied up with these ranchers and they have you know verbal agreements or maybe even written contracts with certain contractors there's been no las vegas developer coming in and building a thousand homes and so as that continues the supply is just uh, dismal and which is driving prices yeah exactly so the demand is now growing and the supply continues to be low so the prices continue to go up yeah but, you know, uh, real estate is always a long-term investment. So, you know, when people come to me and say, hey, I want to buy this house and flip it, I usually don't have much to do with them because I don't want to be around when they can't sell it. Yeah, say, <laughs> so what did you do to us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. the market is very localized. So what's going on over in the Fortland area, uh, Franklin to the Fort area, is not the same as what's going on over at Paxton School District. So you have to be careful just like when people, I talked to someone this morning, they're like, well, the California market is, uh, you know, uh, slowing down. I was like, well, California's a pretty big place. What part? <laughs> yeah, really. What part is slowing down? 
California could be five states. Yeah, you mean like the the condos in San Francisco? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, okay, that's not that, uh, you know. It's relative. Yeah, it's not really that important, but okay, good to know. Uh, So, and so they're trying to say that the the market here is going to slow down. Which, you know, I actually honestly thought in 2017 that we had reached the top of the market. And then we're going to have an adjustment. Oh, so, so you don't think we have? Well, we haven't. I was wrong. You know, I thought in 2017, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, the market's going to change in the spring, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't. And it got worse. And yeah. in 2018, it just went crazy. And now it's crazy again. Yeah. So I do anticipate some kind of pushback from buyers. Uh, but it's going to be more of a slow, soft kind of landing instead of like a crash. And so there's there's going to be um, some more horse trading going on in the South Hills than in the Rattlesnake, but overall the buyers are going to start pushing back on you these know, prices. Yeah, they're just going to be like, you know, I'm not going to spend four hundred thousand dollars on a house that doesn't have a master bathroom and has a single car garage. Right. You know. Yeah. So that that I am anticipating, but I haven't seen it yet. It's really interesting. I mean, yeah. there's one side of me that feels like it's great if you own a home. And oh, yeah. It's so valuable now. The other side of me is like, well, shit, if we hadn't bought our homes when we did, we were priced right. out of everything oh, yeah, already, absolutely. you know, just a absolutely. few years later. And it's it's just a, you know, it's just weird to think. Well, I have a couple. Uh, they actually, one grew up here in Missoula. The other one grew up in Helena. They moved back to Missoula. They're both professionals. And they want to raise a family. They're super excited. We go out looking. There's just nothing. There's just junk out there. And so they want to stay under 500000 and they can't. And they finally find a house. They can't stay under five hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they what? find a house for five forty. And his question is, like, is this a bad move? Is this, you know, a bad move? And I'm yeah. like, well, you know what? If you're, here, if you're going to be here 10 years in this house... Uh, after five years, you know, I mean, after a little while, you're not even going to think about it anymore. Right. And so come 10 years, yeah, I think you'll be fine. You know, I mean, you're going to be living in a great part, great part of the town, raising your family, good school, you know, the whole nine yards is pretty much living the dream. Right. Yeah, it's not going to be an ATM machine. You're not going to, like, uh, make, you know, uh, 100% appreciation or anything. Yeah. But at the same time, the forecast is more jobs more good jobs, more high-paying jobs, more people moving to Missoula, and um, keeping the prices, you know, strong. Okay. Yeah, and not like a thousand houses being built out in the Grass Valley or anything. Right, which is, I mean, I would love to avoid that if we can. Well, yeah, I once had a friend of mine who's like, man, we should be building all the houses on the hillsides. So, like, it was the open space thing, and they're, like, we just bought, you know, uh, there's a bunch of, you know, hillsides. He's like, that's where we, all the people should live. Leave the, valley, <laughs> leave the valley for the farmers and put all the people up on oh, the hillsides. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was like, huh, that 
Makes total sense. It's kind of like Potomac in a way. I mean, there's not, well, it's just, there's not a lot. It's not like the the hills are covered in homes in Potomac, but that is where most of the houses are. Right, yeah. And then there's, you know, there's only 20 landowners or something in the whole Potomac Valley. Right. Which is pretty cool. That is very cool. No, the Potomac's super sweet that way. Um, Yeah, so all the buildings going up in the hills. Yeah, it's great. And the valley's just staying. But the uh, flip side of that is you go to Bozeman and they have houses on all the ridge lines. You know, and right? I, like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I also just hate anything Bozeman does. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My daughter goes to Bozeman. Oh, really? Yeah, Bronny. She goes. Are they to, both in? Well, yeah, they're both in college. Oh, Mary's shit. here at U of M, and Bronny's in uh, Bozeman. Awesome. Working at the uh, grandma's donut shop. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it is. And she loves Bozeman. Really? Yeah, she's like totally in love with it. You know, there's good fishing, skiing. Rock climbing, she's really into that. Yeah, I know. I was, That's fine. And I was kind of like, I know, I was kind of like, <laughs> what? Like, you're kidding me. Just that sound just—it's so. It's just like. Well, I. It'll I, turn you into something. I yeah. go down there and I'm like, there's nothing going on. No, it yeah, just you could be anywhere, yeah. you know, Aspen or Jackson Hole or whatever. Yeah. I mean, a lot, lot of boutiques, a lot of people walking around shopping, but there's nothing really going on. And like there's nothing for you. I mean, what are you gonna buy in those? Be- Boutiques. Yeah, exactly. You try, know? try to get breakfast over there. Oh fuck! You're waiting in line. Yeah, totally. You're waiting in line for yeah. your for your fifteen dollar omelet that yeah. might be right. Screw Bozeman. That's yeah, set. right on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do. I do. Go Grizz. <laughs> Go Grizz. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, what? All right. Let's say let's let's role play. Oh, I like it. Okay. All right. I am a young professional. In Missoula. Okay. I just moved here. Mm-hmm. I am working for a new app <laughs> that, okay. that helps people get rid of their leftovers. Okay. Oh. And, you know, we got three months of runway on our on our app. <laughs> we're VC. And uh, we're VC backed and cool. all, the, all that shit. We yeah, got all that shit good. going on, you know? I'm a real guy. <laughs> all right. And I'm looking for something that I can get my money out of in five years. Uh-huh. Five to ten years. Mm-hmm. It's like a first home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what neighborhood are you going to direct me to? Condo in the South Hills. <laughs> I want a yard. Right. Yeah, well, I think that uh, there's some opportunities, certainly in the Franklins of the Fort, okay. west side, north side. Um, and uh, I kind of like um, the South Hills, some parts of it. Okay. You know, um, it's certainly I call it the Golden Triangle. What's the golden track? <laughs> that is over, that's uh, west of Russell, south of uh, Brooks, and north of 39th. Wait a sec. Got it. You know where Paxton Street is? Yeah. Yeah. That's like the heart of the golden track. Okay. Triangle. Like behind uh, Nowhere. Ace over there? Uh, it's south of that. South of there. Yeah. So south of 93. Oh, on the yeah. other side. And west. So you know where the YMCA is? Yeah. Across the street, that whole neighborhood. Oh, yeah. where Schmed's studio used to be. Schmed's, yeah. Oh, yeah, you recorded with Schmed. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly, yeah. Oh, Schmed's. Yeah. I don't know anything about that neighborhood. Well, I spent so little I li- time there. I lived over there for a year. Uh-huh. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, there's some... solid rental, well, and uh, yeah. there's stuff you can walk to, kind of. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. is, Midtown is not pretty, but it does have all the services. It's got yeah. stuff, yeah. And if you have your routes figured out i get stressed out when i run errands over there just because i don't know i don't 
Yeah. Turning on a Brooks is always stressful for me. Right. I get anxiety, and then I overthink the best way to go, and then... I, <laughs> I think there's an app for that. I, I refuse. I refuse to use uh, uh, navigation apps for so no reason. Those are, like, the areas that we would kind of concentrate in. Okay. Um, you know, another area I've really started to get turned on to, um, and probably wouldn't work for you at all, Mr. App, Yeah. Uh, is R. Lee. My name's Chad. Chad, yeah. yeah. Chet. Chet. Chet, Chet Smith. Chet Smith. <laughs> Chet Taylor Smith. Logan. Yes. Logan. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this just popped into my head. It has nothing to do with this, but R. Lee is like a nice little spot okay. to start checking out. What's the deal with the reservation? Uh, not, not, there's no real big deal. Um, there's a water compact, you know, like who actually owns the water, who regulates the water. Yeah. And that's being worked out. But um, that would be if you had, like, water rights, right? Well, or, any or well... Any well. ...is a water right. Okay. And so um, and so there's, a, you know, a bit of a disagreement as, as to uh, who owns those water rights. Yeah. So when you have a water right, you can transfer that with a cell. Well, the tribes are saying they're not transferring those water rights, that you're actually using their water right when you have a well and that's fine yeah. you know but it actually is for the um you know the doomsday peeps you know they're kind of like no that's not fine because now my water you're gonna take my water you're gonna take my water you're gonna hold me hostage <sighs> you know blah 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 so other than that you know the res is uh uh um just beautiful land oh man arlie's you know, awesome it's yeah, so gorgeous. gorgeous and you get a nice five-acre, you know, parcel up there and a um, little house. Okay. Yeah. I like the yeah. commute is going to bother me a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. The commute is uh, is an issue, but, you know, Missoula is continuing to move out that way. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I'll never forget I lived in Houston for a little while. In Houston? Is, yeah. This is back in the 70s. Speaking of the actual Golden Triangle? Yeah. That's there you Houston, go. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right uh, next door. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Beaumont and those places. Yes. Um, uh, and there was a guy that I was uh, partying with. Anyways, he uh, would travel 70 miles to work each way. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, an hour and a half on the highways and stuff like that. And I was like, what are you, out of your mind? I mean, I, I don't work anywhere that I can't get to with my bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That is insane. You know, but, but, you know, I remember back in New York, my brother-in-law, he would travel like... An hour and a half or so, or actually forty-five minutes one way into New York City. Yeah, you know, on the train. I heard about somebody recently in New York because you know, I mean, if you can't afford to live in New York, but you also can't afford right. to live right outside New York because it's insane. Mm -hmm. And people commuting from like Poughkeepsie. Yeah, well, that's that's like a two-hour. Fuck that. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Oh But still, so people. Do it, and they just get into that pattern. Yeah. They just get used to it. So I have some clients that work North Reserve Street area. So for them, it's just like, just highway. Yeah, you know, easy. Although Evero Hill is not easy uh, in the wintertime. It can right. be very dicey. Still, for them, uh, to have five acres. It is awesome. You know, and a house that's insulated and stuff and just working. Totally. And views, it's totally worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, what what are the most coveted neighborhoods in 
in Missoula right now? Well, the Republic of the Rattlesnake. Okay, Pat, Pat introduced <laughs> something to me and Carly. I did not make that one You up. didn't make, yeah, no, no Pat didn't make it up. Yeah, Gold no. Triangle, Dairy Queen District, those are mine. And the Republic is <laughs> the, the Rattlesnake. Day. Yeah, so the Republic of the <laughs> Rattlesnake, oh, that is, you know, just mine. Forever. Forever. Always it's never going to change. Yeah, it hasn't. And yeah. from top to bottom? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rattlesnake's golden. Uh, you know, downtown, university, slant streets. They're, so, I mean, like, downtown is number one. Rattlesnake is number one or one and a half. The university area is, like, two. Slant streets, two and a half. Yeah. Dairy Queen, three. Uh, is Dairy Lewis Queen Park. both sides of Higgins? No, it's just the west side. Just yeah, the west side. The east side is the university okay. area. Okay, okay. Yeah, you literally will spend twenty five thousand just crossing that street. Really? Maybe even fifty in some cases. Yeah. But that is the insane. Dairy Queen district has gotten very um, uh, unaffordable as well. Huh. And then you have Lewis and Clark, and then the Far Views, which is up in Artemis, up on the hill. Yep. Patty Canyon, and then you know west of uh, of uh, Russell is um, just you know a whole different world. Yeah. You know? And so it's people, you know, they just don't want to live past Russell. Which is funny because that neighborhood by the Good Food Store has some really, really nice spots. Yeah, well, the Good Food Store made that neighborhood. Yeah. Because yeah, that's like, an, I always look for like these nodes yeah. in a neighborhood, you know, like a shopping center, work, you know, grocery store, something that yeah. actually, you know, like the Rattlesnake has the uh, Rattlesnake Recreation Area. And it's kind of an anchor. Yeah, exactly. So I call it a node. And so before the good food store went there, there was really nothing there. Yeah. Maybe the 10th Street Tavern. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was yeah, about it. Spent a lot of time there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> TNC. Yeah. Oh, the TNC. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> those are those are those are those are not good notes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those you want to have removed. So the good food store moving in really just made that area. Yeah, and it's responded in, in kind. So another area. That's why like the South Hills doesn't really have any kind of node. It's just basically you just gotta leave the hill to do any of that. Yeah, there's nothing up there. I mean, there's a school up there, yeah. which is really key. And that's that's what kind of hurt. Hurts about East Missoula. East Missoula used to have Jumbo School. You know, it was a nice little community. And um, then they built a golf course out there. And some guy that owned a bunch of land in the downtown area wanted to do something. And the city wouldn't let him change the zoning to do it. This is what I heard. Yeah. And so then he just put, you know, 300 uh, storage units. Yeah. And so it's like... You know, come on, this is like a little community. What you have, you close the school, you put storage units downtown. I mean, like, whose kid knew? Yeah, who's, who's in charge? That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So East Missoula is just kind of like still uh, an area that's super mixed. It's still an area I think that's goodbye, but yeah, there's no there's no note. I mean, you just gotta right. So I it's mean, hard luckily, to predict. They had, I mean, they had closed the Reno uh, bar. Oh, is it closed? Well. No, it's reopened. No. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, so they do have something going on there. Poor node. What is a worse use of land than a storage unit? 
complex. Yeah, I mean, I in mean, terms really of community, course. in terms of community, it's uh, brutal. You know, maybe you know a large car wash. You know, no, that's not. No. That's more of a community. I mean, really, yeah, no, the storage unit because there's uh, fencing all around it. You know, and it's just uh, and it's pounds. just it's full of stuff. People didn't have the guts to throw away. Well, yeah, I got three of those. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It took, me, it took me 15 years to get rid of mine. Oh, it's so hard. Carly made me do it a couple of years oh, ago. Funny. And it was painful. Because it, it also, you do the math. Because, you know, when you sign up for it, you're like, this isn't a lot of money. And then you're like, I've had this for five years. Oh, my God. Yeah. So much money to store and this I'm, couch. And I'm literally just going to throw. Yeah. I Fortunately, I just bought rentals and... Put all my shit in their garages. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. No, the yeah. the storage space thing it, it turns it instantly in, uh, industrial. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, sterile. Like, you yeah, know. East Missoula. Yeah. No one, hang, no one goes. I mean, if it was a car wash, people would still hang out and interact. You use it, but yeah. nobody interacts in a storage unit. Even when you're in there with other people, I think that you're pretty. Uh, oh, I don't want to interact with those people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're like, huh, huh. Don't yeah. want you to know what I have. Yeah, in don't my look thing. in here. Don't look in here. <laughs> Keep walking. Do uh, man, it seems like it seems like breweries kind of act as those nodes. Oh, well, sometimes Lola. that Lolo brewery. To- I mean, yes. that whole hell looks different. It's a Absolutely, whole it's crazy. Whole, yeah. So Lolo, you know, for the longest time, you just had this four lane highway going through the middle of town, yeah. just cutting everyone off, right? And uh, and there was no real gathering place. I mean, there was a Dairy Queen, but it just felt super, you know, strip mallish. Yeah. And they built that brewery, and suddenly people are talking about Lolo. Yeah. You know, they're talking about you know they're talking about Guy's Steakhouse again or the Montana Steakhouse, and you know people are like, yeah, I like Lolo. Yeah. And it's just amazing the psychology in real estate, how a place can be considered lousy. And then something happens, like you put the good food store in there. Or you start producing alcohol. Or you start producing <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> and uh, suddenly it's like the greatest thing, you know, that's ever happened. <laughs> it's really crazy. Yeah, one uh, business. Well, one this, business made a whole neighborhood. Brewery. You know, that little brewery over there yeah. changed that whole complex. Oh, hugely. Yeah, and then they started to build, you know, the apartments and everything else. It's huge. Yeah. And so you see, I it's mean, those nodes. in the summertime, you can sit on your front porch yeah. in this neighborhood and just watch people walk right. in down to draft exactly. parks. You know, yeah. they totally yeah. do. Yeah, so those gathering places that create community yeah. where people interact, you're right, like a storage unit is the antithesis. It's the opposite. Yeah, so those are important. And when those get created, um, it changes the whole complexion of the neighborhood. Right, which is what made me think of that was, actually, I think I, think I read that as the Lolo brewery guy is maybe going to open a brewery in East Missoula. Did you see that? Well, he built all those uh, apartment houses when you enter into on the left, all those new three-story. The, like, ski-themed. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> built all those, and so I don't doubt that he's got uh, plans for a little brewery over there. I don't I don't doubt that guy is a nice guy. I do resent the ski-themed Oh, uh, he, he loves aesthetic. He, he loves I know. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah. I'm, it's great. He's a good guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, guy. That's the best. The best. I'm, I'm waiting for you to run for city council. <laughs> don't do that. No, I, I want you to be involved. Yeah. One thing you don't ever want to do is write letters to the editor. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I used to do it all the time. Oh, God. But only about the worst things. <laughs> only about things that don't matter. Did you get any published? The last letter to the editor I got published was when uh, I complained about... Uh, 
uh, Kenny Rogers came to the Adams Center. This is a long time ago. Right. And I uh, was complaining about how expensive the tickets were, how there's not a live band, and how he sounded like shit. And uh, they published it. Wow. You know? <laughs> Which is, there, there's a there's a two sides to that of like, why did you publish this? Yeah, yeah exactly. Why did you publish me complaining about Kenny Rogers? I know. It's... What's wrong with you? Which his production manager ended up getting a hold of me later. Uh, because oh, really? of uh, publishing really? my information on it. Yeah. To, to defend the show. Oh. Which is the weirdest thing ever. That's beneath him. He shouldn't do that. That's, well, it's also really weird. Like, you filled the Adams Center. Why are you worried about me? Yeah. Why are you worried about the bad press of the Missoulian? You're uh, here telling the truth, man. Speaking oh, the truth. Hey, also, I have not sucks. been to a show at the Adams Center that I, I thought sounded Kenny really good. I saw Kenny and Dolly in Houston, man. It was, really? Yeah, they killed it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> I will say pre-facial uh, reconstruction Kenny Rogers <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. is great. <laughs> Sounds different. Great, 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 great. Post Kenny yeah. Rogers. Post uh, <laughs> eye job Kenny. Uh, no, no thanks. No, yeah. no thanks. Yeah, the gambler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the best. That's the song I sing when uh, my partner Bridget is in a bad mood or is too stressed out. I will sing that song at the top of my lungs <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> nice. Nice. A little sample. Nope. No. No, I'll save that for one of the ads. When I do an ad, I'll do a gambler ad. <laughs> no, uh, um, my 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 question for you. Oh, okay. Is uh, it, well, it's not it's not necessarily role playing. It's the change my mind. Uh, oh, okay. Section. Oh, sure. yeah. I like it. Which is, uh, I understand the theory of buyer's market versus seller's market. Sure. Um, and I feel that over the last. Uh, decade that that has my my opinion is that it isn't a thing anymore. Oh. That a buyers and sellers market is a, is a sellers or is a, a selling tool to like when I hear oh but it's a buyers market you should get in there right now uh-huh. oh it's a sellers market you guys should sell um, that's what I hear as right. I hear a scam oh, on buyers okay. and sellers market so please tell me it's that. not a scam. <laughs> It actually has a a value, that knowledge, Uh you know, because the market is a supply and demand, Mm -hmm. you know, um, equation. And when there's good demand and low supply, then you're going to have, you know, uh, increased prices. And the increased prices will be a seller's market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. do I need to explain more? Yeah. Well, I mean, I what do you not believe about that? I understand the, I understand the theory. Like, sure. the theory is Well, I'll is tell you solid. one, one thing that's but changed. I'm, but, I'm, but I know of uh, when uh, the last time I was involved in buying a house, I was watching someone else. I was watching my girlfriend buy a house that okay. I wanted nothing to do with. Okay. And we had an awesome agent uh, who talked her out of the place she ended up buying. Oh, And said, go. "Don't please don't buy this place. Right. Do not, do yeah. not. But right. I want to. I am, I did, okay. and uh, I'm sorry you did that kind of thing. Right, sure. Um, uh, and she was explaining to us that she felt that it was a buyer's market at the time. Right. And the other uh, agent we went with uh, that was also showing us houses was explaining that it was a seller's market. Interesting. And had split the, had, had right. t- a total, uh, both of them had excellent points on why right. it was one or the other. That's why I felt, well, like, oh, Okay. I mean, I I understand there's no meeting where you all get together and say, yeah, there's no it's collusion. a buyer's... Yeah. There's no collusion. <laughs> oh. All the report is out. Uh, I hate that right. word. I fucking hate yeah. that word. That was but the worst. The thing is, you're right. I mean, like I said earlier, um, 
Missoula in general is not just one monolithic market. Yeah. So it might be a seller's market up in the Rattlesnake, mm-hmm. and it might be a buyer's market out on the South Hills. Yeah. So it really kind of depends on the just the particular area. Uh, but also, one of the things that's really changed the market is the Internet, and that is, you know, pretty much from, uh, what is it, uh, Halloween through St. Paddy's Day used to be, you know, just very little activity. Mm-hmm. Mainly because, you know, there was very little inventory. The only people out there were just kind of desperate just to get rid of their stuff. And the only buyers out there were sharks who were just trying to, like, you know, get the lowest price possible. So it was really just, just kind of a, a nasty little market. And then the Internet comes along, and now all these people are just online. And it doesn't matter if it's a blizzard outside or not. They're just sitting at home looking at all these houses. And they're calling up their agents and saying, hey, I want to look at this house. I want to look at this house. So it is no longer like a seasonal market. It's really like a 24-7 market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you have all these buyers. And I get you know calls from Michigan and stuff like that. All these people that are interested in buying, looking at houses, stuff like that. And there's little inventory. So it really is in general, more of a seller's market regardless because of the volume of buyers out there. Yeah, that's that's the way I feel, that that, that it's somebody, if you're looking at buying a house, you're going to buy a house probably. Right. Like if you want or need, you're yeah. probably doing it. Right. Which makes it a seller's market right. to me. Did but I then, say buyer's market? No, I meant a seller's market. Yeah. It, it's definitely it's generally a seller's, a seller's market. It's generally a seller's market yeah. because... But the thing is... Butte is a buyer's market. Oh, mama. It all depends. It all depends. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the good news, bad news, like in Butte. You know, hey, you got the house. The bad news is you, <laughs> you got, got the, the house. house. Yeah. So um, it really depends because, like, even now, uh, when I when we put in offers and stuff, we negotiate. You know, I mean, there are some houses that come up. One came up in the Rattlesnake, and there were seven offers on it. I was like, are you kidding me? Jesus. I mean, it was underpriced. Like, immediately. Like immediately, yeah. Wow. But you know, there's this other house that came up in the Paxton School District, and we put a low offer in, you know, comparatively since it's only been on the market for two days, um, and we were able to negotiate uh, a good price. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just kind of depends. What did uh, what did like what did uh, Zillow do for you? Like, as that, as that started out? Well, Zillow thing. started out really badly because this is a non-disclosure state. So when you sell your house, uh, the price that you paid for it is not disclosed. So the only thing that's disclosed is how much money you borrowed on the house. Oh. So if you buy a house for 200000 and you get a loan for 160000 Zillow, the only information they have is 160000 Oh. And they go by, you know, that kind of data and so they will then look at um uh zip codes Uh and so the same house is sold in uh the rattlesnake has the same zip code as east missoula so you're getting these wildly erratic numbers and it's still zillow still what zillow do now is when you sell a house or buy a house they'll actually email you and ask you some questions, you know, mm-hmm. and one of the questions is like, how much did you pay for the house? Or the, I, I shouldn't say the, the owners, they, they email the uh, realtors, uh-huh. you know, how much did they buy the house for? And it's a non-disclosure state, you're, you're, it's illegal to tell them that. 
but some people don't know the law or whatever. Oh, oh that's super interesting. I felt like Zillow is because I've a kid. I am unfortunately obsessed with looking at Zillow, uh-huh. and uh-huh. I have occasionally emailed Pat and been like. Uh, our house lost value oh, yeah, in right, February. Exactly. And I realized that like Zillow's a little bit like the WebMD of, yeah, right. of real estate. Yeah, there you go. People all of a sudden are professionals. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that comes up a lot. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Zillow is actually turning into a great tool mm-hmm. for realtors. And realtors, um, their uh, role is changing quite a bit. So it used to be you know, back in the day, the realtors had the inventory. So if you wanted to know what was for sale and how much, you had to actually call the listing agent. There was no such thing as a buyer's agent. And that changed uh, through law. Everything changes through lawsuits. And then uh, back in the uh, late 80s or early 80s, they had the, uh, the buyer agent. So now you're represented by the buyer. There's a big lawsuit going on right now that if uh, the plaintiff's... Uh, when will change the, that whole thing. There won't be any buyer agents per se the way they are now. We'll see how that works out. But the um, the industry is always changing. I forgot what I was talking about. That's okay. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. <coughs> something, something really important. About the future of Zillow? Th- Zillow, exactly. Yeah. So Zillow is kind of like... Um, so the realtors had all their stuff in the book. And then the multiple listing service came up, <coughs> and that's where now all the information is actually shared amongst brokers. And then uh, they opened up the MLS to uh, the public. Hmm. Now, not all MLSs are open to the public. Like the Bitterroot is still a closed system in Helena, and so um, you have to be a member to actually get that information. Oh. Uh, so Zillow would come in to the Missoula um, MLS, and we allowed them to just pull the information off. So all the information in Missoula is out there for everyone. And it's turned into this national kind of MLS, multiple listing service, which has been really helpful in many ways uh, because it just gets more people you know, involved in the process. So whereas you would call me before and say, hey, I want to buy a house What's out there. Uh-huh. And I would show you my listings or my brokerage listings that turn to, I want to buy a house, what's out there. And we go, I go on the MLS and look at all this stuff to mm-hmm. now the buyers are looking on Zillow yeah. and they're calling me up and saying, Hey, I want, I want information about this house. I want more information about this uh, property. Well, that puts you at a benefit to be able to, if they give you five examples that they want to look at. You have oh, three more, easy. three yeah. more that you will be like, oh, well, you missed this one. Well, that too. But a lot of what's going on is that the buyers now are finding the properties. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would find them for them before. Now the buyers are finding them. And they're just wanting me now to not so much, uh, well, they want me to go out and look at the properties, but uh, not so much find these properties for them, but give a, a value uh, evaluation like how what's the fair market value of this property and then help with the whole negotiation and the uh, transaction management yeah. of the property which is totally scary yeah if you haven't done it before or even if you have like well, there's just a lot of there's a lot of jargon there, there you know uh, lawyers hate realtors because you know <laughs> we, we pretend like we're lawyers yeah but we're not but yeah there's a lot there's just a lot that goes on 
you know, with buying a house. Totally. And uh, if you're not super familiar with it, and in your, if, you're, if you're risk adverse, and in buying a house, you kind of should be, uh, it's really good to work with an agent. Yeah. You know, to help you through the negotiation, to help you through the inspection, the due diligence process. It, so your job is like, it's really interesting because, you know, the numbers part of it in a lot of ways seems like the part of it that is uh, sort of the most contained. Like, you can be an expert in this thing and understand how it works. Uh, when you throw in the human element and you throw in people, I mean, across the board, pretty much, unless, you know, you have a billionaire client, these are like big decisions. Oh, they're huge. Yeah. And I know for a yeah. fact, because I've driven around in a car with you, you are like fielding phone calls from people all day mm-hmm. on weekends. I know. My phone just burns out by like three o'clock. It's crazy. It like seven crazy. days a week. I know. It's crazy. And I imagine sometimes people are verging on hysteria and I'm are anxious. A, I'm also a marriage counselor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Right? I am. Yeah. Because you have the, the guy wants the garage and mm-hmm. the you know, place for all his toys. Uh, and the, it's really the just that. wants to be in a good school district. Yeah. And it's really just kind of bringing them together to the reality also of what's going on and then eventually just, you know, get in the house that the, the gal wants. So what are the tricks then? Because <laughs> I've also witnessed you and your wife hanging out and you're lovely to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you now have seen, are you literally a marriage counselor? I'm brushing no. over that. Okay. No. You, I get it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? What have you learned from seeing all this? Well, what's, that, what's the secret? Oh, what's the secret? Huh? I don't know if there's a secret. Um, it's more or less the macro picture. Uh, real estate in Missoula is a good investment now and into the future. And so that's a positive. So let's go out and find some, some property. Let's go find a house. And you're not going to get everything you want. But in the process of showing you houses and talking to these people and stuff, I can pretty much figure out, one, who's a decision maker? Mm-hmm. And two, <laughs> what does that person want? You know, and then try to, uh, and, and if it's unrealistic, try to bring them down to reality. And if it is realistic, you know, find them a property that they're going to be happy with. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. Prediction. Okay. <laughs> Because I'm I'm somewhat malleable. Yostradamus. Yostradamus. We'll make a prediction. <laughs> uh, we had Shannon Flanagan on. Yeah. Uh, and he is the uh, similar to you in the you studied poetry. Did you say? You, yeah. Uh-huh. He studied uh, philosophy, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. he owns a dealership. Owns right. A car oh dealership, yeah, exactly. And he studied modern dance. Uh huh. And I just bought a car from him. Oh, and I okay. and I had never bought a car off of a lot before. Oh, cool! So I'm gonna. I can't believe we're gonna buy a house. God damn it! From Pat McCormick. You are. Oh I my mean, God. who the hell else would you buy a house from? Exactly. I, I got nobody. Uh, that oh. is that is some because instantly, instantly right now, I, I will say this is a let, let's say this is a good ad for yeah. you. Oh, right on. Is like, like oh well. This sounds so great. Oh, I mean, I really, if you. He was just honest. He was just honest the whole time, and it sounds great. And Bridget's been, because uh, she works for ATG. Oh, okay, great. And uh, she, <laughs> great. <laughs> she's probably doing well. Yeah, no, uh, awesome. and and she's surrounded with uh, people that are buying houses. Yeah, a friend of mine works at ATG. Um, and, Hannah. Oh, awesome. You know Hannah? I don't know anybody at ATG, oh, okay. but I know names. 
I've never been to an ATG event. I the don't. The governor I was just there. That. I know. I heard. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, she's surrounded with people that are uh, uh, adult pretending because some of them can't afford it. Oh yeah, of course. Some of them can't afford it, and they yeah. are diving in and. Uh, the fear of being house poor is is big with me. Like yeah, I don't right. want to be house poor. I don't right. want to be car poor. Right. Um, I want to take it simple and easy mm-hmm. and uh, be logical about it. But because she's surrounded by it, it's a constant like, when are you buying a house? When are you guys gonna have kids? Oh right, yeah. So I figure if I can get the house thing, right, it'll stave off the children. Thing, oh, possibly. I'm getting too old anyway, so it's not a problem anyway. But the idea of her trying to convince me for the last like two years that we need to buy a house. I guess I, I guess I got convinced in like 45 minutes. There you go. There you have Mission it. Mission accomplished. Yeah, totally. Yes. I mean, well, I'll tell you one thing, you know, when I first bought a house, uh, it changed my whole like outlook on finances mm-hmm. and on just, you know, money in general. It's been a great investment. It's a great way to save you know, it's not an ATM machine. That's the key. You don't want to like buy and then because every time you sell it, you cost to sell and stuff like that. Yeah. So you want to buy something. You can move up the food chain, you know, with your housing. Uh, but um, it's just a great investment. It really is. Yeah, and if you are ready to pull the trigger, I really I have no reason to blow smoke up your ass. It benefits me not at all. Uh, but Pat is, it's just the best experience I could imagine. Truly, it It really, really is. Really, really is. Um, is there anything else you'd like to, to any more wisdom you'd like to impart before we say goodbye? I want to give you my card. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Speaking to Pat McCormick, it would be more beneficial for me to give you my card. Be like, just that's true. Call yes. me, call me once a month. Yeah. Just say like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. fine, Pat. Leave me alone. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> um, we've been speaking with Pat McCormick from Partners Group. Uh, do you need to like have a? Partners group, real realtors. Uh, the partner group, brokers in real estate. Okay, partner group, brokers, brokers in real, real estate. estate. Yeah. Okay. Is that, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah. sold on Twenty one hundred Jump Street. Really. I think. Uh. If, I think maybe we should have split the difference between those two. Yeah. There you We're go. Like properties two thousand. You know, it's modern. <laughs> no, we had that one. <laughs> no, we're not going no. back there. No. Partners group, Patrick McCormick. Uh, give him a call if you're serious about. Uh, uh, exploring the housing market yeah. in the Missoula area. If you have questions it about is, it. it, you will not regret it. Um, yeah. Thank you thank so much you for so coming. Thank you so much, Jamie. We really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, this has been Jamie and Travis. Present. Present. Woo <laughs> <laughs>